It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. Every day. Oh, and a crossover Wednesday turns into a crossover Thursday. Sometimes this happens. We got to work everybody's schedules into things, right? So Nick Ashew and Alex Clancy of Locked On Cardinals getting together, even though we're on the enemy side of things, to put our knowledge together and look at, well, week one. It's finally here, right? The games finally count. Redskins Cardinals Sunday, 425 kickoff. And I talked to Alex Clancy, who also talked to me at the same time for Locked On Cardinals, about this week, about this matchup on Sunday. And it's nice for us on this end of things to get a little perspective into how other people outside of D.C. view the Redskins. Nick, thanks for uh, doing this, man. This is going to be fun. Yeah, man. It's my first crossover. Well, technically, it's a crossover Thursday, I guess, for us. But close enough, right? We were almost there. Yes, yes. You know, I mean, listen, we're busy people. This isn't the only thing that we do. <laughs> we, I, I'm with Fox Sports 910. You're with 106.7 The Fan in D.C. But this should be interesting because the off-seasons for both of our teams have uh, been different. Let's just put it that way. Uh, yours has been full of moves, excitement, sadness. And I'm going to let you get to that for a second. Mine has been... Dormant. Uh, so, so the signing of Sam Bradford, boring. Uh, the 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 lack of acquisitions from the wide receiver position, boring. And I'm jealous of you. I'm jealous of you. You've had a lot of stuff going on out there. Yeah, it's funny. We we, we talk about this a lot over the summer, and we're used to it being a situation where there is drama and there's constant storylines with the Redskins. It was kind of nice to have it be boring because in the end, if it's boring, it means it's just about football, at least with the Redskins. Like, if there's a lot of those extracurricular type stories going on, we've had it before in the past, with RG3 going all the way back to Albert Haynesworth, I mean, you name it, it happened. We're kind of over that right now. All we want is football, so for it to have been about football with the Redskins this offseason, it's been nice, but it certainly has had a lot of stuff going on still, but it's been, it's different than what we're used to. I mean, look. Everybody was excited about Darius Geist, and to watch him tear his ACL so quickly in the preseason with a guy that's already the face of the franchise. I mean, I can't tell you how much people love the guy out here. He made every effort he could to immerse himself in the fan base, to spend time with fans, to spend time with, uh, you know, listen, the, the organization and taking people bowling. I mean, he literally did everything, and it was just it was, when you talk about sadness, it was devastating to see him tear his ACL. That being said, there's also still a lot of, there are, I would say not high expectations for the Redskins, but I would say decent expectations for them this year. Yeah, because you have no idea who's going to win the NFC East. I mean, that's one where it's, I mean, Dallas could go 3-13 and for all you know. The Giants could go 13-3. and The NFC East is, is always such a polarizing division to be a part of. And, you know, 8-8 eight eight might win it this year. So with, with the acquisition of Alex Smith, uh, I'm, I'm huge on, and this is coming more from a fantasy perspective, but I'm huge on Jamison Crowder this year. 
I think his route running ability, short, intermediate, and long, will bode well for Alex Smith coming in with his I mean, his efficiency is top-notch. His ability to throw the deep ball, I think, was helped a little bit by Tyreek Hill and Kareem Hunt, Travis Kelsey last year. Do you see Jamison Crowder and Alex Smith having a match made in heaven, or am I delusional? No, listen, uh, the expectations are, at least, like I said, they're, they're decent when it comes to what that could be, that connection between Alex Smith and really just the offense as a whole. Jamison Crowder is the guy that people certainly count on because Josh Doxson is the receiver that really hasn't shown anything in his first two years in the NFL. I mean, he had six touchdowns last year, but he's consistently hurt. His rookie year, he didn't play at all. You then bring Paul Richardson over, who had one good year in Seattle. But, yeah, you're expecting Jamison Crowder to be one of those guys for Alex Smith that ends up being one of his go-to weapons. Now, really, the best guy on offense for the Redskins is Jordan Reed. When healthy, Jordan Reed's one of the best tight ends in the NFL. But that's the whole thing with him that we say year in and year out is, when healthy, and like we don't know if he's going to be healthy this entire season. And if I had to put money on it, I always have to put money on it, saying that he's not going to be healthy. But like it's interesting to hear too, like the way that you talk about, you know, the NFC East, because I'm always interested too in seeing what people think of the Redskins and the NFC East from outside of our market, right? Because like we have crazy fans here. I don't know how crazy Cardinals fans are out there in terms of like the expectations for the team every year, but. There are fans every year that think the Redskins are going to be 12, a 12 win team. And they're psychopaths. I don't know why they think that. <laughs> but they tend, they tend to think it every single year. Like when you look at the division, the fact that you don't automatically think the Eagles are going to win, most people here seem to think the Eagles are going to repeat. So it's interesting that you see it a little bit differently. Do you see the Redskins as a team that, because like here, I see them as a 500 team. Like is that kind of how you look at them from outside of DC as well? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because the defense is. I've seen many phases of that defense and that offense. What Alex Smith brings to that offense is it's not a step back from Kirk Cousins. Maybe age wise it is. Maybe style wise it's not as vertical. But Kirk Cousins was vertically challenged at times too. That deep ball wasn't exactly his forte. Alex Smith showed me a lot last year that, you know, superseded himself from the quote unquote, I hate this game manager, the thing that everybody talks about, the A.J. McCarron ism. I just don't. With Darius Geis going down and Adrian Peterson being being the lead back, which we'll talk about in a minute because that's a nice link that you and I have between us, there are more holes on the offense that I would that I would like to see with my team. I would say eight and eight's about fair. Listen, the Eagles, every bounce went right for them last year. Okay, this is not a team that that I just believe in every year to do what they did last year. I just don't see it. Nick Foles. They had the run game. They had 19 running backs, all of whom could uh, could facilitate yardage out of the backfield. You know, the receiving core was fine. Zach Ertz played out of his mind. I just don't see them repeating what they did last year. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily podcast on the Washington Redskins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You are locked on Redskins. Now that I asked, now that I answered that, you need to answer it for me too. Do the Arizona Cardinals 
Are they looked at as a laughing stock around the NFL? Because to answer your initial question, the fan base here, it's it's Murphy's Law. They should ju- they should just make jerseys that say Murphy on the back because everybody thinks that whatever will go wrong, whatever might go wrong, will go wrong, and that's what it's going to be for the foreseeable future for the Cardinals. So tell me they're not a laughing stock across the NFL. I don't look. I've actually been saying this for a while, and you know a lot of people look at the Redskins schedule early on and they're kind of overlooking the Cardinals. There are some people that certainly look at them because of last season. And I try to remind them that you got David Johnson back, and that's really one of his, uh, the best running backs in the NFL when he's healthy. Now, I understand he's coming off of an injury, but it's not like it's a knee injury. So you put yourself in a position where you're now going against one of the most dynamic backs in the NFL week one. That automatically makes the Cardinals a lot better. Like I get the fact that there are people who always laugh at Sam Bradford and come up with the Sam Bradford jokes, right? It's just the way that it is. Like, you'll be hurt by week three, and there's a good chance that he might be, but you guys also have a young quarterback there that's expected to be your future. Anyway, I don't look at Arizona in any way as a laughing stock. I mean, Cleveland has been that team that we sort of look at year in and year out as really the laughing stock of the NFL. But even then now, like, there's certainly this cool franchise on Hard Knocks doing all these viral videos, and it certainly changes their, the way that they look as an image. But, I mean, look, I don't know what Steve Wilkes is going to be as a head coach for you, but I do know this. Uh, there is potential for that organization to get back on track for the way that they were a couple of years ago. It's not going to be with Sam Bradford, but it's probably going to be with David Johnson, and that's what makes them a team that I keep trying to tell people, don't overlook this game this weekend in week one, because the Redskins have not been good against the run. They were last in the NFL against the run last season. They allowed 134 yards a game Yikes. on the ground. Now, they've addressed their defensive line. They added to Ron Payne, who's looked great in preseason, great in camp. If Jonathan Allen is healthy, Matt Ioannidis, their other defensive end, if he's healthy as well, which they both got hurt last year like everybody else on the Redskins, they will be better against the run. But you're going against one of the best running backs in the NFL, and that gives them credibility as an organization and offensively alone right there. So do you, do you like the night slot? You know what? It's fun. Uh, you get to kind of go while games are going on which makes it interesting. You kind of have some live reaction to things. It's a little bit of a different show. Uh, I can be, honestly, I store my energy at night a lot of times, so that really helps uh, a lot. And you get sometimes you get crazies calling in, which is always interesting. Oh, yeah, too, crazies so. always fun. Yeah, we were the freaks were on from 7 to 9 uh, up until about two months ago. And it's I like doing it during the day because a lot more breaking news happens during the day, you know? So you could be talking stream of consciousness and – you know, Steve Kahn gets popped for DUI and his blood alcohol content comes out mid-show, which is like, it just, it, uh, the shows get written for you a lot more during the day than at night. This is very true. Very true. So, Alex Lancy, Nick Ashu, 106.7, the fan, Washington, D.C. We're doing, both are doing our first crossover here. I want to talk about Adrian Peterson because this is something that surprised Cardinals fans last year when uh, they traded for him, or when he's, yeah, when they traded for him here, and... I am under the impression, me personally, I think he has made awful life choices, but I don't think about that when he wears a jersey. I'm able to separate. I don't have kids. Again, disclaimer, it's not okay to beat your kids, okay? It doesn't matter how you were raised, whatever. I just, for for me, maybe it's because we're just in the media that I can separate. I don't speak for all media members. Give me your take on Adrian Peterson signing with the Redskins. You know, it's funny, that has not been brought up at all here, like at all. I think one person maybe wrote about it. It was one of those things, why is nobody talking about Adrian Peterson's past? Look, that was 
That was certainly a, a polarizing story. It was a story that brought out a lot of different people in terms of how they were raised, uh, how their parents raised them, how they raised their kids. And as somebody that's not a parent, uh, I really can't speak to how you're going to discipline kids because I don't have kids myself. I, I can say this. The pictures made it terrible. The pictures made it a really bad look. And we know, and he went through that process and was out for that season and suspended and all that. But like everybody is 100% moved on and completely forgot about it here. Granted, it didn't happen while Adrian Peterson was here. But all anybody's looking at right now is the football standpoint. And it's interesting because I think that that really plays to the dynamic of if you can produce on the field, people overlook what happens with you off the field. We've seen it time and time again. We're like Greg Hardy's a great example. Where Greg Hardy at the time, when the Cowboys brought him in, they thought that he could still do something on the field, despite the fact that there were the egregious offenses that he had and the charges against him were just astronomical. They were terrible, but they thought that he could still sack the quarterback and they gave him a shot. Now, the Cowboys, we love to, we know, love to bring guys in and they overlook their past probably more than any other team in the NFL. That's always been Jerry Jones's way. That being said, Adrian Peterson ran the ball for 11, 11 times, 56 yards, in the only preseason game he played it. Everybody's desperate to see the Redskins have a running back that's going to run the football consistently. Now, I don't think he's going to be doing that every single game where he's going to get you five yards of carry, but it's been so bad in the backfield for the Redskins that that's the best that we've had in a while. So people look at it and say, oh, I totally forgot what even happened, you know, what, three years ago at this point, however long it was. And all it really is is, well, it wasn't good for the Saints for him, but he had a couple of good games in Arizona, which you guys saw, but overall he wasn't great, and then he got hurt, and then his season was over. All anybody has right now is these optimistic expectations that he's going to keep the run game afloat for this season, and there has been nothing in terms of conversation with anything in his past. Alex Clancy, Nick Ashew here joining us. You know, it. It so moving forward to week one, Tell me what you're most looking forward to seeing. I mean, is it just, is it Alex Smith? Is the new guys on on the defense? Tell me what you're looking forward for the rest of the NFL season, what the microcosm will be in week one for you with the Redskins. I'm actually really interested, and I've been into this all offseason and all preseason in the defensive line, because they were so bad against the run, like I mentioned to you before, that we're really going to have a test with you guys week one, and, and David Johnson and what he's able to do. And if the Redskins really haven't proved their defensive line, we're going to know very quickly in this game on Sunday. Now, look, Alex Smith is certainly going to be polarized, and anytime you're a quarterback for the Redskins, you're the centerpiece, you're the focal point, the spotlight is on you. But like that, to me, we're going to see gradually throughout the season. We've got a major test week one for the Redskins' defensive line, and you guys are bringing that to the table with that. And look, Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne, are, everybody's really excited, right? You bring out these Alabama guys to a team, and everybody gets just ecstatic because, well, Alabama wins national championships and it's a great program, but people also forget that these guys get kind of worn down playing for Nick Saban, and a lot of them don't have these consistent careers health-wise because they get so beat up in college. So if they can stay healthy, I think they got a pretty good defensive line, but that's what I really want to see very early week one, on, especially this Sunday. What are they going to be able to do against your run game out there? Yeah, and, and, and I'll mirror that. Maybe it's more of a macro scale. This defense is going to be the anchor for this team all year for the Cardinals, and I think they're a top-five defense. This is not homerism. I tell people on the podcast, I am not a Cardinals fan. Like I, I don't have season tickets. I am a Chargers fan, but I love, I, I love covering the Cardinals because you never know what you're going to get. 
The Bidwells are interesting. Steve Kimes had all of his junk in the offseason. I think this defense is a top five defense on paper with Patrick Peterson, Chandler Jones, Buda Baker's made a name for himself already after his rookie season. You brought in uh, Trey Boston from San Diego or Los Angeles to to uh, to anchor the, the safety position. I want to see this defense give up 13 points tomorrow. Even if the offense only scores 10, I want to see this defense get, defense give up less than 17 points because if they do, it just shows that that they can facilitate wins for an inferior offensive team. I understand David Johnson is in the upper echelon of running backs. I understand that Sam Bradford, when healthy, is one of the most uh, efficient quarterbacks in the league. Larry Fitzgerald, still Larry Fitzgerald, and I mark my words, Nick Ashu. Ricky Seals-Jones is going to score 10 touchdowns this year, tight end for the Cardinals. But the defense is what I'm looking forward to the most because that's been the bread and butter for the whole for the whole franchise for the Cardinals ever since they moved to Phoenix. So we'll let me, see. Let me tell you this. If, if you guys hold the Redskins to under 17 points and Alex Smith and that offense looks bad, looks uh, non-cohesive, looks like they're not on the same page, they didn't look good in the third preseason game. In fact, Alex Smith was 3-8. for eight. I, they, they did not look like they were... They were a team that was meshing offensively. This city will be furious if it continues into week one because for years the conversation has always been Jay Groon doesn't get his guys ready for week one. He's 0-4 on week one games throughout his entire career as the Redskins head coach. So if that continues and it's five straight losses for them and the offense doesn't look prepared like it didn't look in that third preseason game, I can tell you right now there are going to be some furious Redskins fans. Yeah, I mean, on either side. Again, I started this pot. I started this conversation with. We have no idea what's going to happen with either of these teams. I mean, it, it, this is. It, you kind of know what you're going to get. All right, these players will get us four wins at least, you know, and then we'll move on from there. That's that's the, that's the baseline. The Cardinals. We, we did our picks yesterday on the show. I went from six and ten to five and eleven. After Steve Wilkes came out and said the team's not ready to play as of yesterday, but they'll be ready on Sunday. The ambivalence with the new head coaching staff here, the new coaching staff as a whole, is is problematic. At least you have supplanted a foundation on your coaching staff. You have a veteran quarterback that doesn't get hurt, that's tasted the playoffs recently, and uh, you know you're, uh, an up and coming defense. So good luck to you, Nickashu, and I will. Uh, we'll talk soon, dude. This was fun. Yeah, always fun, man. Good talking to you. And I would say good luck this weekend, but we want the Redskins to win, so good luck starting week two for you guys. Uh, You know, I appreciate it. (laughs) Likewise. (laughs) Take it easy, dude. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Yeah, and thanks to Alex Clancy of Locked On Cardinals for kind of putting this whole thing together a little bit. We used his studio out there, which made this whole thing a, a lot easier because I was literally sitting in a parking garage when we talked because, well, it's just sometimes about timing with these things. And that's the beauty of podcasts. You can use technology and awkwardly have conversations for 20 minutes in a parking lot while people stare at you. But I'm totally fine with that. So thanks to Alex. I'm at Nick Ashew on Twitter, nickashew.com slash Locked On Redskins. We're back tomorrow. It's the Locked On Redskins podcast. You are locked on Redskins. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.